Finland, of course, recently became the newest member of NATO, right? Sweden likely to be added to the alliance in the next little while. Um, and now their additions, of course, hastened by the conflict in Ukraine and some added urgency there. Um, but there's a lot of similarities between those countries and some others that are in NATO as well with their geography, really, and Canada's. You know, a lot of similarities in terms of demographics, but also in terms of where they are and being Arctic and being Northern and all those sorts of things. So now that they're part of this alliance, what can we learn and what does it mean for us? How do we need to think about what we're doing specifically when it comes to the Arctic? We're going to chat now with Alexander DL, who is a senior fellow at the McDonald Laurier Institute. Alexander, thanks so much for joining us. I appreciate your time. My pleasure to be here with you today. So when we take a look at that, you know, the, the newcomers, Finland and, and Sweden, eventually we assume, uh, along with Canada, there are certainly a lot in common, right, if you take a look at these countries? Yeah, for sure. I mean, you know, just the basic starting point with, with northern geography. But I think, you know, the real interesting point is that these countries are, are smaller powers like ourselves. Um, you know, we're looking at with a lot of concern the uh, international environment is taking taking shape around them. They're they're uh, you know well known for their extremely solid democracies. They're very strongly educated people, uh, and I think there's lots of Canadians can learn because they've uh, had to think harder about some of the big strategic questions uh, as a result of their history and and you know who their uh, neighbors are. Uh, particularly the neighbor to the east. Yeah, yeah, exactly right. And of course, and like you say, the northern part is big. Arctic nations, we know that Arctic has been a much talked about part of the world, right? That's something that we've all been speaking about for quite a while now. Mm -hmm. That's right. What yeah, can we learn uh, from the way they position themselves and the way they handle it? Well, I think first off, you know, it's, it's important to understand that, uh, you know, Finland describes itself, for instance, as an Arctic nation. This is very clearly set up, even though you know, only about uh, a third of the country lies north of the Arctic Circle. Um, they, they see this as a fundamental part of their identity. And, you know, it's been integrated into how they think about strategy and how they um, approach deterrence. Uh, with their with their neighbors, so they don't draw any distinctions really in protecting their territory uh, when it comes to this. Now, even though so, what they've done, I think, extremely well, and where there's a lot to be learned from Canada, and I think for Canadians, you know, who who will be worrying uh, or thinking about how do we, you know, not just you know, strengthen our military position. You know, they've been very clear on international cooperation. So you know, they have this strong military component, but they aim for dialogue, they aim for conflict and peaceful resolution. And I really think this is the, the deep lesson here, is that despite those efforts over the last 20, 30 years with Russia to come up with a fully inclusive model for Arctic governance, you know, symbolized by the Arctic Council, you know, that, that, that offer has really been rebuffed uh, because of Russia's behavior uh, on the international stage. When you take a look at that strategy and, like you say, the diplomacy along with the military and the work that they've done, where does Canada stack up in terms of that kind of strategy and that kind of effort? We lag considerably farther behind, correct? I think that's exactly correct. Like, if you look at how, how the Finnish debate unrolled about NATO, they, they were very, you know, it was very public. The, the foundations of it were understood. You know, society in general had, you know, a higher degree of preparation, I think, for the fact that, you know, Russia was a difficult neighbor. So I think the public debate in Canada really needs to be, you know, deepened on this issue. We have stewardship, you know, for this uh, very large, and as climate change and other things are showing, important part of the world. 
Um, and we have put forward you know, an Arctic framework in 2017. Arctic was a topic of, uh, you know, uh, examined in our, in our 2017 uh, defense review. Uh, no doubt it will be a component of the upcoming defense policy update. Um, but we lack a foreign policy and a national security policy strategy, you know, that's been publicly articulated. I mean, the, you have to go back to Paul Martin in the early 2000s for, for to find such a, do- a document. And this is, a, I think, a problem for positioning ourselves with these partners, who we have a lot of capacity to cooperate with, that we can offer a lot, not just in terms of this NATO dimension and thinking through, you know, exactly how we posture NATO in the Canadian North, because it's very clear NATO will be more strongly postured in the European sure, North. Yeah. I mean, and, um, you know, how much we want to exempt ourselves from this conversation um, is, I think, a very big question. I mean, we've been very... You know, because of our particular stances on um, the, you know, uh, Arctic waters as being uh, territorial waters and not international waterways, we've been very, very cautious. And I think we need to think, you know, we've had success in how we frame that issue with the Americans. I think we need to think very hard about how we frame that with uh, with the uh, with our Nordic partners. Um, but this should also open the door to that kind of conversation and new relationships and a whole new approach to it. Right now that we've got, I mean, it's, we know it's a focus in Europe, as you said, but I mean, it, it, the region is it's global. So I mean, we should be able to have some sort of avenue to open up further talks. Look, I think the Arctic. I mean, my my contention is that the Arctic is one of the is probably the ge- geopolitical key for us. I mean, it's a region that the as you just mentioned, France, the UK, Japan, South Korea, um, you know, have all expressed have have written and issued public policy statements yeah. on this. Of course, we have the whole issue with the Antarctic. So there's a lot of similarities on polar issues with our, again, some of our closest allies in the Five Eyes and in New Zealand and, and Australia. And we also have countries like China that are describing themselves as near Arctic states. So Canada really has an opportunity here to, to step up and, you know, make a statement about when it comes to some of this heat we're facing over getting 2% of our defense spending, et cetera, to show that, you know, we're taking care of our, our territory in the north. Um, that we have a broad-based policy that includes, you know, science uh, and and education and support. I mean, it's a big area for nation building in terms of reconciliation with the Inuit and Northern First Nations communities. You know, a lot of my argument would be that the the bang, the kind of return on the dollar is extremely high for uh, that area. And and I think maybe the final point I'd make is that the Americans are are looking for us to step up here. And I don't think that's an unreasonable consideration. And they won't be the only ones. We don't have to look at this through the prism of of, meeting the Americans' needs. The Nordics will be looking at that. And I think the cooperation there is a very important way of expressing to Washington, Moscow, Beijing, that we have a vision for this region. And, you know, we are going to play in setting the terms and conditions and uh, and and move from there. I just want to touch on it before I let you go. You mentioned it earlier, but I think it's important to point, you know, when you take a look at Finland joining NATO, that's an abandonment of a policy that they had in place for a really, really long time, fiercely independent. Um, just the yeah. fact that they've taken this position should be an indication to Canada that, whoa, the situation has changed. It's a different world now. 
it's a different world with much more competition and and you know protecting the sorts of societies and, and governments that we have you know needs to be a much more important consideration which one of the I think really important things to understand about the Finns because you know looking at some of the response I've, I've seen uh, to the article is that you know they they understand that in fact their current security position is probably better I mean with with you you know Russia bogged down in mm-hmm. Ukraine uh, and this, you know, so, I mean, the immediate threat isn't there. And I know that sometimes, okay, well, what is the immediate threat in the Canadian Arctic? But what I think they exemplify is a very strategic or a very, how do I say, responsible approach to how they're managing these relationships. You know, you don't back down from difficult conversations. You take steps. You act predictably. You know, you 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 do you uh, basically try to, you know, create the conditions for peace and stability. And they, you know, after, as you mentioned, I mean, through the, through the Cold War and then through the, you know, 30 years since the end of that, you know, had very carefully tried to build a relationship with Russia that took their concerns into consideration. I mean, there's been no question about their alignment has been more West-oriented, uh, but they carefully stepped that up through the years, through things like joining the European Union, you know, creating the, you know, being a key member in creating the Arctic Council. And they see that that has, time has passed. And, and I think that's the message for Canadians is that, you know, it'll be too late to talk about the threat once the immediate threat appears. You know, if, if, so it's, it's important to look to these countries that are prepping themselves for, you know, the unknown. And I think right. we have to admit the, the you know, Russia's irresponsibility and how it's behaving, uh, its aggressive disrespect for the sovereignty of a, of, of a nation that it recognizes, right? I mean, that it recognizes, as, you know, officially as a sovereign state, um, you know, is a lesson we simply can't ignore when it comes to the future of the Arctic. Absolutely. Great stuff. Thanks so much, Alexander. I really appreciate you being here. Jay, thanks so much for having me on.